When it comes to colors, you started out with a few. The basics, red, yellow, blue, green, black, white, orange, and maybe purple. To our young, untrained eyes, everything was one of those colors. As we grew older, those things got complicated, and we learned there were different shades of every color. The point, we were not sure which category it belonged in. Is it black or is it white? No, it's gray. Hello, you're listening to Gray is Also a Color. This show that conjures up areas within your own life that are not so clearly black or white. And now, your host, Dr. Teresa Yukata Merrimoth. Does May 15th? For the 4BC ring a bell, a little bit of history quiz for us this evening. Can anyone tell me what happened on May 15th in the year 44BC? Yep, I know none of you are around then. Well, May 15th is the Ides of March. It was when Julius Caesar was assassinated. Many of us had to read dramatic portrayal of that in high school by William Shakespeare. Rome had a similar government to the one that we enjoy here in America and that they were a republic. Now, a republic is a form of government in which elected officials, they make the laws and govern by the will of the electorate. Now, the time of Caesar's assassination Rome was still a functional republic with an emperor who was elected by the Senate. Julius Caesar was a very famous general in the Roman Empire who eventually rose to be the emperor. Now, because of his incredible popularity with the people and citizens of Rome, he was named emperor for life. Several in the Senate grew very concerned that he would become a dictator and dissolve the Senate. This paranoia grew to a point that several of the senators, they formed a conspiracy to assassinate Julius Caesar on the 15th of May. A few of the conspirators were actually very close friends with Caesar, including a man named Brutus. During the assassination attempt, Caesar was unharmed and actually holding his own against several men with daggers. Remember, he came up with in the Roman legions and was a general. So he knew how to fight and defend himself. However, when he saw that his close friend Brutus was among those trying to kill him, it is said the famous words at etu brute, which is Latin for you too, Brutus. Seeing the depth of the betrayal he was facing, all the fight left Caesar, and he was stabbed 23 times, which led to his death. Now, when we think of betrayal, we think of people like Benedict Arnold, who betrayed George Washington. We think of a spy or double agent. 
We might think of reality shows like Survivor or The Mole. We've all experienced it on some level. We understand the feelings that come with someone betraying us. It's an emotional letdown. When you're betrayed, you're hurt, you're depressed, and you are angry. We wonder why these people did this to us. We sometimes turn it back on ourselves, thinking, what's wrong with me that this person did this to me? This can make us feel insignificant and unimportant, which lowers our self-esteem. But what if it's the other way around, and we are the ones who are doing the betraying? No one gets through life without experiencing rejection and or betrayal. It's part of the humans that we reject ourselves, and as a result, we end up on the receiving end of that rejection as well. In some ways, this fear is the foundation for so many others. We're afraid of what others will think of us, so we don't live within our means. We fall prey to the fear of financial insecurity. If others knew the skeletons we buried in the closets of our lives, we'll be rejected out of hand. Likewise, we fear we'll fail and be rejected by those who expected us to succeed. You also, Brutus, or you too, Brutus? Brutus had come close to the Roman leader, becoming his trusted confidant, only to stab him in the back, quite literally. The phrase has been adopted by Western culture, used to deposit betrayal even at the utmost, an unexpected betrayal by a close friend. Has anyone listening to this broadcast ever been betrayed by someone? Someone you thought was a close friend suddenly turns their back on you, or you learn that they are the source of gossip or anonymous attack that have been coming against you. Top of the day, friends. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I welcome you to another broadcast and episode of Gray is Also a Color. When it comes to colors, you started out with a few the basics red, yellow, Blue, green, black, white, orange, and maybe purple. To our young, untrained eyes, everything was one of those colors. As we grew older, those things got complicated, and we learned there were different shades of every color. The point, we were not sure which category it belonged in. Is it black, or is it white? No, it's gray. Hello. You're listening to Gray is Also a Color, this show that conjures up areas within your own life that are not so clearly black or white. And now, your host, Dr. Teresa Yukata Merriman. We have a great show for you today on betrayal. I'm Dr. Teresa Yukada Merrimont. 
There is something about betrayal that just knocks us flat on our backs. The reason is in order to betray someone. You would have had to first gain their trust. Now, trust and love, they come hand in hand. So it's a very difficult and emotional event when that love and when that trust is broken. Ladies and gentlemen, have you ever been betrayed? Maybe it was a friend that betrayed you. By failing to keep a confidence or by turning their back on you at a time when you needed them the most, Maybe your husband or your wife betrayed your trust in some way. Maybe it was a co-worker that betrayed you by using unethical means to get that promotion you deserved or procure a new client that you had cultivated. Maybe it was a mentor or someone you had looked up to for a long time that betrayed you by behaving in a manner that completely contradicted everything they had stood for or valued in life. Regardless of who was or who is responsible, betrayal is something that really, really, really hurts. In fact, few things in life bring any more emotional pain, frustration, and anger than betrayal. And guess what? No one is immune. Being betrayed is so profoundly painful. Dear friends, I need you to think back on a time when you were intentionally hurt by a co-worker, a family member or friend. Does one particular situation come to mind? Maybe you have quite a few experiences that fit into this category. The unfortunate truth is that we have all been betrayed at some point in our lives. And no matter how well you believe you know someone, you may not fully know their moral compass. That's right. Of all experiences in life, betrayal by a trusted friend is one of the most difficult to bear. Although strangers may reject, they may mock, they may ridicule us, only those we love, only those we trust can betray us. And that's what makes it so profoundly painful. When friends gossip about us, when they make insinuations of wrongdoing or tell outright lies, what can we do? A good reputation is very hard to recover after it has been ruined. And it's devastating if one friend after another believes the gossip and turns away. Friends, something we must keep in the forefront of our mind is that our friends and our families, they are imperfect, they are flawed, and therefore they are prone to making mistakes, they are prone to believing lies and hurting one another. And if we are honest with ourselves, we have to admit the same is true of us. However, this doesn't negate the pain we feel or the wrong done to us. How then can we handle rejection and betrayal? 
quite frankly, the pain of rejection and betrayal should not be denied, nor should we let it dominate and ruin our lives with anxiety, with bitterness, with anger, or a desire or penchant for revenge. Betrayal hurts, whether it's from a spouse, a parent, a child, or a BFF. When someone is disloyal and lets you down, you feel it, and you feel it deeply. Etu brute is a Latin phrase meaning you too, Brutus. And supposedly, these were the last words of the Roman dictator Julius Caesar to his friend Marcus Brutus at the moment of his assassination. You may not die at the hand of your betrayer, but something inside of you hurts so badly you might wish you were dead. Like I said, betrayal hurts. Not just does it hurt. It rips your heart out of your chest. It stomps on it and then casts you aside like trash set out at the curb for pickup. You've probably already dialed up a painful memory in which someone said or did something to crush your spirit. We've all been there at some point. Tragically, traits like faithfulness, loyalty and steadfastness are not as common as they once were in our culture. Someone has suggested that there is a narcissism epidemic in our country, and I tend to agree. And you know what? Too many people today belong to the me, me generation. When it's all about me, then my commitment to any relationship is subject to my emotions and my wishes at any given moment. Turning my back on others isn't that big of a deal when I'm the center of my world. Obviously, this self-centered view creates this climate in which it's pretty, pretty easy to screw somebody and betray them without a second thought. After all, if it's best for me, and it helps me, and it satisfies me, then why not? Okay, betrayal happened. Thanks for throwing that pain in my face again. So, how should we handle it? When it does. Maybe to die gracefully. Whether you are dealing with this dissolution of a marriage or the death of a friendship, it's always better to take the relational high road in the aftermath of betrayal. You can kick, you can scream, and bite with a vengeance, or you can entrust your life and soul to the one who understands, the one who chose to die gracefully. And so choosing to die gracefully is not to deny the reality of your situation or your broken heart. 
I suggest you learn abundantly. Quite frankly, in my experience, when there is an issue and conflict between two parties, one person is rarely to blame for everything that happened. Nobody is that perfect to be wrong all of the time. A wise man or woman will ask, what can I learn from this betrayal and this experience? What are the lessons to be learned? You forgive profusely. Wow. Talk they say is cheap. Earnestly speaking, it's easy to talk about forgiveness, but extremely, extremely difficult to practice it. In fact, maybe you've noticed it's way easier to hold on to a grudge and to be bitter than to release someone from our judgment. Mm-hmm. I know the feeling. Our human nature demands vindication. We want revenge. We don't typically drift to forgiveness. We fast track to pay back. Now, to forgive is to set a prisoner free and discover, guess what? That that prisoner was you. Love lavishly. Lavishly meaning to bestow something in generous or extravagant quantities on. Love unconditionally. Why then do you have to love unconditionally? Because God's love for us has absolutely nothing to do with our performance. And he calls us to love as we are loved. When betrayed, love. When wounded, love. When falsely accused and rejected, love. When a BFF becomes a WPE, have you heard of that term? That means the worst possible enemy. Guess what? You love. When everything in you wants to scream and curse and take somebody out. Love. It may not change your situation. It may not affect your circumstances. And I can promise you, it won't be easy. But love, nonetheless. Love covers multitude of faults of sin. Love because it changes you. Love lavishly because the alternative is never good. Love because you are loved. When your brutal sticks his knife in your back, choose to say, Ego quos amo pedocat voa brute, meaning I love and forgive you. We'll be right back. When it comes to colors, you started out with a few. The basics, red, yellow, blue, green, black, white, orange, and maybe purple. To our young, untrained eyes, everything was one of those colors. As we grew older, those things got complicated, and we learned there were different shades of every color. The point, we were not sure which category it belonged in. Is it black or is it white? No, it's gray. Hello. 
You're listening to Gray is Also a Color. This show that conjures up areas within your own life that are not so clearly black or white. And now, your host, Dr. Teresa Yukata Merrimoth. Welcome back to Gray is Also a Color on BBS Radio. We're talking about betrayal. I'm Dr. Teresa Yukata Merrimoth. One of the greatest fears the American public is that of public speaking. At the root of that fear is the fear of what others will do with us. We ask ourselves, will I be rejected? Will I be hooted down? Will I be made fun of for the vocal blocks and places we stumble over our words? We go on and on and on. As obvious as it is, I speak with an accent. And I had this fear. And it was so strong. And that fear was of rejection. Either people believing that, oh, what accent is that? I can understand what she's saying. Her accent is so heavy. Is she truly speaking English language? What language is that? Well, the beat goes on. I probably had it easy. I know others who have felt rejection like nothing I can imagine. I know people who have been betrayed by those they have trusted their lives and future to. I don't like you. You're not what we are looking for. I want her on my team. Not you. Why? What? You didn't make the team? I don't love you anymore. Quite frankly, I never loved you. I wish I'd never be born. Go away, you bother me. I'm sorry. I have other plans. We wanted a boy. Let's just be friends. Your grades are better. But thank you for your interest in our position. But it's not a good fit. No thanks. I'm not interested. Man, are you stupid? Does any of this sound familiar? Do you have some pet rejections that have held you bound in fear? Maybe they happened when you were 10 or 11. And now as you look forward to retirement, you're realizing you got to do something about them. Maybe they happened just last year or last month. Whatever your story and whenever it was, it's time. It's time to get rid of it. It's time to deal with your own fear of rejection and betrayal. Why? So as to focus on the love and the acceptance. I urge you, friend. We're talking about betrayal. Betrayal, an abandonment or violation of trust by someone close to you. A husband betrayed by his wife. An employee 
passed over for a promotion by an employer who had promoted a secret between friends brought to light for all to see. A promise made to a child so easily broken by a parent. Dear friend, how do we deal with that inevitable betrayal that will affect us in our everyday lives? I have been betrayed again and again and again. I was recently betrayed by someone who supposedly was very close to me, a BFF, someone I trusted closely with secrets, with my struggles and victories in life. Wow. The pain of the betrayal was intense. And I longed to be understood by my so-called friends, co-laborers and others close to me. But guess what? The expectation of the so-called Christian community or household of faith to have it all together make the betrayal even more unbearable. Well, scripture tells us about how Judas Iscariot betrayed Jesus Christ of Nazareth into the hands of the Jewish religious leaders. The mental anguish caused by the betrayal of Judas, one of Jesus' disciples and his closest friends, is an often overlooked aspect of Jesus' suffering. He had invested in Judas. Jesus loved Judas. He cared intensely for Judas. He was discouraged. He felt pain. He wept. Just like we respond in moments of betrayal. You know, I just can't stop asking myself some questions in the wake of my betrayal. What internal anguish did Jesus feel grappling with the reality that Judas had sold him out? We often respond to abandonment or betrayal in anger. And we dwell on the circumstances we often seek to get even or make our betrayers suffer intensely for how they've wronged us. I urge you, dear friends, to utilize the proper model of how to handle betrayal. Ladies and gentlemen, if you have been betrayed by someone close to you, if you haven't, you eventually will be. What should be your first response? Your first response should be to cry out to the one who understands you. I have been betrayed. Everyone has uttered those words at one time or another. Scripture tells us in the book of Psalm 55, from verses 12 to 14, If an enemy were insulting me, I could endure it. If a foe were rising against me, I could hide. But it is you, a man like myself, my companion, my close friend, with whom I once enjoyed sweet fellowship at the house of God, as we walked about among the worshippers. There is no hurt like the betrayal of a friend, someone you loved or completely trusted. In my years on planet Earth, I have seen the devastation of an unfaithful spouse, and I have personally felt the pain of being stabbed in the back by someone I thought was a trusted friend. 